Corey. Maybe you should get some sleep tonight. We can try and get a Fort Howard tomorrow. Yeah, we can try again tomorrow. <laughs> like, again, it depends. Like, last night was, like, probably one of the worst nights in a while. So, if it's better tonight, yeah, I should be fine to go. Yeah, try and get some sleep. And I'll text you around 8 o'clock tomorrow and see how you're doing. <laughs> like, Thomas. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get some damn sleep, Corey. Tell your kid to, like, make sure he I don't know, slip him some melatonin tonight, you know. <laughs> Believe me, I think I thought about it. <laughs> Going a little off grid. Anyway, yeah, it's hot. Whatever. Let's do this. All right, let's uh, get this party started. Roll with the jargon. We would simply like to say thank you and welcome you to Humorcast. Hello out there and welcome to an all-new Fewercast, the Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast dedicated to all the latest news and entertainment and film. If this is your first time listening, then hey, hi, and howdy. If you enjoy listening to movie podcasts and the usual banner, then you're in for a treat. Each week, myself and the usual suspects get together to shoot the shit and discuss all the latest news and film, as well as talk about the newest trailer drops and hand out some of our personal recommendations. It's a place of happiness and joy, and we intend to have a little fun. So, I'm Ed, and joining me this week, as always, are the usual suspects, Andrew, Jocelyn, Corey, and Justin. Hey, fellas and gal. What's going on, guys? Nothing much. How are you guys? What's up, film effectors? Doing, doing. Hey, hi, howdy. Alright, well, uh, before we jump into the show, a little housekeeping to kick kick things off. First, I want to... Remind our listeners to check us out on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Film Effect Podcast, and uh, do so for all the latest announcements and up-to-the-minute updates. Uh, if you want to find the best way to interact with us, that's Twitter. We're on there, at Film Effect Pod. Um, TikTok, I'm trying to get there and do some different things with it, trying to shake things up. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, let's add to the friends list. TikTok, at Film Effect Podcast. Uh, we're on YouTube now. Check out clips from previous episodes, even though I haven't uploaded on there in a couple weeks. I'm going to start doing that one, too. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, link in the episode notes. And finally, if you want to send us an email, not that anyone does, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. The email address is thefilmeffectpodcast at gmail.com. Ratings and reviews, gang, they really do go a long way and help us out, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or directly from a website, www.thefilmeffectpodcast.com slash reviews. Drop us a rating or review when you're done listening, and let us know how we're doing. Every opinion counts. Uh, as well as merch. Come on, guys. Low prices, stunk material, and a variety of designs help support the show. And uh, yeah, I think I got it all out of the way. Let's tighten that grip and bring on the drip. I may have some breaking news for you, Elliot. Uh, breaking report. I was going to dedicate this category this week to the you know best of 2022 so far. But before we get to that, I had to talk about this. Uh, Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell, the Russells, are uh, signed on for Apple's Godzilla series. This was different. I know Adam Wingard's doing the Godzilla vs. Kong sequel. That's coming out, I believe, next holiday season. But then things over at Apple, they have a TV show brewing. It's all in the same, what do they call it, the MonsterVerse. 
Um, this just caught me off guard, and I had to talk about it and see what you guys thought about Kurt Russell doing a TV series. I mean, I guess everyone else is jumping on the TV bandwagon these days. Why not Kurt? What makes him any different? Yeah, I feel like nowadays it's just like there. there's no line. It's not like it used to be where, you know, the movie stars look down on the TV stars and TV stars want to be movie yeah. stars. Everybody does everything nowadays. I mean, you get some people that specialize, but, you know, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, yeah. I'm not surprised by Wyatt, but Kurt, definitely. So go on, Justin. I was going to say, like Corey said, there was a time when the movie stars looked down on the TV stars. And then for a while, like throughout the aughts, it became so cool to be a TV star that the TV stars were actually a little bit cooler than the movie stars for a while. But now, like Corey said, they're, they're kind of dipping their toes back and forth. It, it's kind of leveled itself out. And there's just no stigma at all about it anymore. Well, when you got... I remember really back... Going, I'm sorry. When you have actors like John Hamm who start out on Mad Men, guys like Brian Cranston who got a big on, you know, Malcolm in the Middle, but more importantly, like Breaking Bad, like when those names start selling tickets, like Brian Cranston did for Godzilla, and we all know how that turned out, but like John Hamm was like in the town and whatnot when Mad, Mad Men was really big, like it starts to really blur the line of, I don't really think it really matters what exactly your profession in. It just imagine, it just matters about the budget. And TV became more cinematic. It started to look more like a good movie, but then, like, you stretch it out to, you know, to all those episodes, you're getting, like, you know, depending on the season, anywhere from 8 to 15 good to great movies, you know? So it, it really, mm-hmm. I, I think that went a long way to blurring the lines, too. And it, there's no shame for a, a movie star to be in something that looked like a movie. And it's also the dedication to the role. Like when you're playing in a movie, you do the role and it's done. When you're playing in a television show, that's like year after year, you're in that grind of like two to three months of recording and then, you know, doing it over and over again until whatever producer decides to cut it quits. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Now, I was, I was going to say just, I remember like back in the mid 90s and stuff, like TV stars, not TV stars, I'm sorry, movie stars were doing like, guest spots on shows and it was a big deal like I remember like Robin Williams guest appearing on Homicide and NBC making a huge like you know event out of it and and stuff like that and now like you know he was still alive I'm sure like he'd be a regular on some Amazon series you know a la Steve Hamm and uh, Jennifer Aniston on that what is that morning show for Apple? What's, what's that called? The morning show or something? Yeah, like that? yeah. I was gonna yeah, say I the think morning that's show. That's what it's called. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, okay. So and even back in the that originality, even back in the nineties, didn't George Clooney get a big on ER? Well, that's where he started. Like, yeah, and Roseanne. he had like a couple of movie roles. Yeah, Roseanne, but he had a couple of movie roles here and there, like in the eighties, like uh, Return the Horror High shit like that like stupid horror film role a lot a lot of actors dip their toes in horror before they got big like brad pitt and shit and cutting class but even like um, a a lot of the movie stuff clooney was doing in the 90s it didn't really start to click until the late 90s when he when he kind of stopped trying to be because because of er well not he he became a star because of er but then he was doing like from dust till dawn was probably the most successful i mean i'm sure batman and robin made decent money but it's a fucking laughing stock but like not even considering movies like that like 
he was doing like the peacemaker and one fine day. Like he, he wasn't really doing <laughs> anything memorable until he stopped trying to make like a big blockbuster type of thing and started doing like Soderbergh movies and David O. Russell movies. You know what I mean? That, that, and the Coen brothers, that's kind of where he found his groove I mean, is, is doing in, he you wasn't, know, quirky indies. He wasn't, he wasn't taking it seriously. He was having fun with it. I mean, look at the roles you got from Dust Till Dawn, where he played Seth Gecko. Um, I mean, that role speaks for itself. And you know, the the roles, all the roles you just mentioned. I mean, you know, rom coms. You know, the Peacemaker was like, I guess him trying to be serious, but like just him doing just like a B action film or whatever it was. I've never seen the film, so I can't really speak on it. Um. <clears throat> I feel like but the first it time. It wasn't until I'd argue. I'd, hang on, Andrew. I was going to say, I was going to mention that it wasn't until like the late 90s, early aughts with roles in like Three Kings and yeah, um, Out of Sight. Uh, the Perfect Storm that it would. Yeah, Out of Sight and A Perfect Storm um, that he was really starting to take it seriously. And then Ocean's Eleven came out in, 20, in 2001, and boom, that was it. Like. Andrew, you were saying? I was going to say, like, I remember him being in Batman Robin, obviously, but the first time I really recollect yeah. George Clooney was Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Like, that movie was a, was a big role. banger for everybody, I feel. Especially well, your yeah, mom. That was, that, that's what <laughs> I was saying. Early, that came out in 2000, early aughts. But Batman and Robin, real quick, just to, you know, shut the door on that topic just that was just a paycheck role come on he was having fun with it if that if you want to call that fun <laughs> it, was, it was a paycheck gig come on i'm sure they threw a lot of money his way for that role and he took it and so yeah you could tell i them, would rather whatever watch batman and robin any day over batman uh forever oh, jesus christ forever. i hate batman forever. But, look neither one of them are good i'm not arguing that batman and robin's good but batman forever is terrible well, now i hate exorcist 2 just because you uh, said that <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, hate I them both. Did. I'm not going to lie. A little bit more. I, I'll probably never watch either one of those two movies again for the rest of my life. Okay, this is how much I uh, don't like them. I don't. Who was in Batman Forever? I can't really even remember. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Okay, Jim okay. Carrey, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. Nicole Kidman. I At don't least know if we all saw the same I film. I, I think Batman Forever is a fine comic book film for the mid '90s. I think if you and yes, I rewatched it recently. I think if you do a double feature like I did a year or two ago, you'll realize how much of a delta Ooh, Batman that. Forever is between Batman and Robin. I'm not saying Batman Forever is great, but Batman and Robin is so bad. I mean, it makes Batman Forever look like a Academy Award winner. Like, yeah, I mean, Batman that's how Robin. bad Shoot that is. Up. A Schumacher double feature? Are you kidding me? Ooh. Yeah, have fun with Batman that. Batman and Robin is comically bad though. Like I, I can, I get some enjoyment out of like it's like tongue in a sore in your cheek. But like Batman Forever, like yeah. I just don't enjoy anything about that movie. That movie is so fucking bad. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there. <laughs> When's the last time you both rewatched it? Why are we talking? Wait, hang on a sec. Don't even answer that question. Can we just move on? Why are we talking yeah, about George Clooney, This went, <laughs> Far this off went from Kurt Russell Kurt Russell's not playing Batman? and his son <laughs> to... Uh, wow, this is only on... Did you say something about Godzilla? <laughs> Some, yeah, he's apparently got a show coming out. All right, let's move on to the uh, the main topic for this category this week. Uh, so, I was going to do this last week, but we ran out of time. So... I held off for this week since it's kind of also a slow news week anyway. Um, 
to kind of since it's July, we're at the midpoint of the year for the most part. You know, talk about our favorite films or what we've seen this year, what we've liked, some of the good, some of the bad, some of the yeah. Um, I mean, I realize not all of us have seen that many films for you know different reasons, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but you know, I just we'll just go around Robin and just talk about what we have seen, you know, what's what's what we liked, what we didn't like, what were the hits and misses, and what we're you know anticipating the second half of the year that's coming up that we've already actually started. So, uh, I'll just, I'll go first, just to kind of set an example of what, you know, this is about. So, for me, I just wrote down the films that I've seen that I like this year, um, or just kind of like, you know, main films to make a point to mention. Uh, so, obviously, Top Gun Maverick, um, just that film, you know, just see it. If you've seen the movie, you know. If you know, you know. Uh, Jackass Forever was fun. I saw it a couple times, actually. Uh, it was just dumb fun. If you've seen any of the Jackass films, you know what it's about. Um, Scream. I mean, what more can else can I, what more else can I say? We, we've already covered it. So, you know, revert back to that episode that me and Coy did a few months back. Um, and yeah, The Batman, which... We tried to do an episode on the Batman. We all had opinions. I, mean, I guess we all were a little too opinion, opinionated that night. Yeah, it was too good of a that movie. Was, that was it. Was too much wild. for one that episode. Was, yeah, we got to like the four hour mark, and we were still in the plot breakdown. I was like, "Oh my!" God, we weren't even like halfway through the is... movie at that point. <laughs> no, it's a long movie. We weren't. <laughs> But no, that's how, like, off course the conversation got that night. <laughs> like, it took us four and a half hours to talk about half of a movie. Jesus. It's not like we're talking about, you know, The Irishman. No, it, it's it's a simple three-hour film. We've covered three-hour films before on this show. We've, we've, it's no big thing. So, that was just something that I had to pull the plug on. I was just abort. Sorry. And plus, you know, Sean was on that episode, too. And... You know, nothing against Sean. We love Sean. We miss Sean. But when you add him to the conversation of, of, of us and things can sometimes get a little off topic, get a little, like I said before, too opinionated. So anyway, um, the Northman. Uh, I can't wait to talk about more of that. I can't wait to talk about that more down the road. Uh, it's just a great film. That and Crimes of the Future are my two favorite films of the year so far. Uh, welcome back, David Cronenberg. Man, um, an X. That's just such a fucking great, gory, fun, bizarre, you know, throwback slasher uh, from Ty West, Kid Cudi, a lot of people in that movie. Uh, Jenna Ortega, and yeah, it's just a really fun slasher film that uh, looking forward to uh, more of you guys seeing. And then coming up down the road, and to be honest with you, I really haven't seen um, you know the things that I have seen that I thought were just meh or I didn't like were just the uh, things you'd expect. A lot of the mainstream stuff, to be honest with you, Doctor Strange, I could have done without. I thought that was underwhelming for uh, you know 
Sam Raimi's first film in eight, nine years, actually. And, uh, you know, I talked about that before after I first saw it. Uh, just wasn't a big of a fan. It didn't really cl- click with me like it did for some. And, um, you know, Jurassic World Dominion, <laughs> it was what it was, you know, I guess. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, and then coming, you know, I still haven't seen Thor, unfortunately. I never got around to seeing it when I said I was. Uh, but I, I, even though Justin and uh, Jocelyn, you liked it, but you like a lot of that Marvel stuff. Justin, you calls it as you see it, um, as I would expect. And you, I think you, I think on Letterboxd, you gave it one and a half stars. I, I thought it over a little bit more. I bumped it up to two. I was being, <laughs> oh, okay. It's two. That, that was the night okay. I saw like coming out, coming out of the, uh, the theater. I was like, man, that fucking movie. Like. I don't have a lot invested in Thor, but I just I just thought it sucked, and then I was like, it isn't that bad. Like it was bad, but right? It wasn't that bad. Um, and then of course, Nope, which opens today. Well, not 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 today, today, have but you I seen it? this episode drops, it'll be today. You know what? I had advanced screening passes for it last night, and you whiffed. You're I supposed to say around. Nope. Well, I, I'm being honest. I actually did. I but I had to work. I I couldn't get I couldn't get out. But nope, I haven't seen it. Nope. <laughs> I know that's um, that's one of my most anticipated too. Same. Same yeah, here. I'm hearing good things. Jordan uh, Peele. Bodies, Jordan bodies, Peele bodies. Go oh, on. You were gonna say something. I was gonna say Jordan Peele has like perfectly encompassed Twilight Zone in the modern day, and that's what I feel like I love so much about. Him. Yeah, that, that's actually a good point. I think I agree with that. I was not a fan of his series. I watched the first season and just it didn't it didn't that's, resonate with me. Sorry, that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm I think he means like movie. with the movies. Yeah, his movies oh, are basically okay. Twilight Zone films. Right, right. Like I didn't anthology. I didn't watch the series either, but yeah, I I get what you were saying. It's a it's a good example, I would say. Hey, I was just gonna say um, some of the films I have on my list of uh you know that I'm anticipating. Is uh bodies, 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 Amsterdam, Bullet Train, Clark's Three, of course. Uh, don't worry, yeah. darling. Actually, I think don't worry, don't worry, darling's my most anticipated still, to be honest. Um, the menu, which we talked about a few weeks back. Uh, Halloween ends, which we'll be talking about coming up, and not I'm not anticipating this film, but I had it written down on here just to kind of shoot a conversation and that's Hocus Pocus 2 I know there was a trailer <laughs> drop I knew you were going to bring that up <laughs> well I, I thought Jocelyn would have a lot to say about this because I know she's a big fan of Hocus Pocus so well just Disney movies in general I feel <laughs> okay and everybody so. loves Halloween movies so I feel like that's kind of like yeah, everybody's it's coming thing. September 30th that's yep. our time, man. So, See, so yeah, that's pretty much what I have on my stuff, uh, on my sheet. So, uh, anybody else want to go next? I'll jump Take in. The rain. I'll jump in. All right, cool. Um, so, honorable mention, and this one is probably the movie I've laughed at the most for all the wrong reasons, and that's the true story of Pinocchio. Uh, it ca- technically came out last <laughs> year, but it was released in the U.S. this year, twenty twenty two in March. 
just listening to Polly Shore talk to a horse, oh John, ne- John Neater, <laughs> for like an hour and a half. I laughed so hard, I woke my wife up. It, it was just hilarious. Like It was like the funniest shit I've seen in a long time. Like The fact that the people cast Polly Shore as Pinocchio just as a troll on this movie is the funniest thing I've heard in a long wow. time. And just listening to him. I still can't get over that. No, I mean, just watch the trailer. Like you'll get laughs out of the, just watching the trailer for that movie. <laughs> oh, I watch, I watched the trailer. Trust me. It, it's hilarious. Like you hear Polly Shore, like make sound effects for no reason. Like, I don't know why it's even called a true story. It's a fictional character. But the movie's called <laughs> a true the truth. <laughs> I laughed unapologetically at that trailer for at least like, couple of minutes oh the movie's like that it's not like dead spots like the whole movie's like that for the hour and 20 minutes or whatever it is it's completely worth watching it just sounds and looks so asinine but i love it the chaos is just what i'm in there for it's just hilarious hearing john heater do horse noises like it's worth it for him and Polly shore alone that was my honorable mention um and my last spot sonic 2 surprised me i it surprised me how much i like sonic 2 i'm a huge sonic fan I think Idris Elba's Knuckles was genius. Um, Jim Carrey back as Robotnik was awesome. So Sonic 2 surprised me a lot. Um, I haven't seen the first one, oh, but I heard good things. It's good. And actually, Jim Carrey is like great in that movie like as a villain. And then, isn't he like full Robotnik in the yeah. second one? With the, in the, the second one, he's full Robotnik. Yeah. I love Ben Schwartz okay. as the voice of uh, Sonic. Like It's just great. It is good. Yeah, so it's just a fun time. Um, I think it's great that they brought the original Sonic design in for a cameo of that the Rescue Rangers film that Disney Plus. Oh put out. Did you yeah, guys hear about this. Yes, <laughs> yes. I I was just like, holy shit! They actually did that. Props to them. I'm, I mean, I'll probably never get around to watching the movie, but the fact that they actually thought uh, they thought deep enough to bring that meme in and make it a character and apparently he's got like a pretty you know predominant role in the movie um more than just a one-off scene or a cameo do you no, guys know what i'm talking about jocelyn yeah, does we watched it yeah, yeah. it's okay. actually on my list for top five movies because i really enjoyed okay, cool. it and i'm like chip and dale or like dale is like my favorite disney character like ever so i was like i gotta watch this movie so me and the kids watched it, and it was it was really good. And when they saw Sonic, they like lost their minds. Well, Justin, Andrew, Coy, do you guys know what we're talking about? I know no the movie. Clue. I heard about the Sonic thing. Okay, I well, heard about the Sonic thing. I've never heard of the movie though. Okay, so Chippendales Rescue Rangers. They did a film uh, for Disney Plus that came out a few months back. I think it came out back in March or something like that. And there is. Uh, a scene or more than it's the scene Josh. I think it's just it the, scene. the scene. Yeah. It's, he, it's okay, called so it's ugly, ugly Sonic is his name. Basically. Yeah. They, 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 exactly. They took, remember the first Sonic trailer drop back like three years ago or so, where there was like, they, they, he, he was too human like, and they like, had, was, oh, they used outcry. that. They brought him back as a character <laughs> and I a cameo he, for the rescue Rangers film. I thought you meant from like the eight, the eighties or nineties, whenever. Sonic no, no, the, the 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 original one, the original design Sonic that. from like that first trailer. They <laughs> they actually made him a character and they put him in this fucking movie as a cameo as a character Absolutely. for one scene. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of fucking genius, and just for yeah. that alone, just like makes me want to watch that movie a little bit more. So 
anyway um, it's good there's a lot of like things that like younger kids obviously like my kids don't understand they're like what's that what's that i had to be like oh "Oh, that's so and so (laughs) a lot of nostalgia in that movie anyway yeah rescue rangers not on my list but um (laughs) uh i was just gonna bring up jackass four like you did ed it's just like a flashback to like 20 30 years ago when we were, uh, you know, teenagers in early 20s. Just took me back to a different time, you know. It's kind of weird seeing the guys, like, in their 50s doing this stuff. But, uh, you know, it was still entertaining. They still some, had some of the stuff bits. was hard. So, yeah, without spoiling anything, some of, there's a couple things in particular that I was like, oh, my fucking God, it was really hard to watch because, like you just said, they're old. And that was all that was running through my mind was how the fuck did they survive this? Yeah, it it, it was a little brutal. Um, and then my last three that I've seen this year that uh, made my list, these three are like on a different level pretty much than what I've just mentioned before. Uh, first one is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, surprised me. Still haven't seen that Like, yet. yeah, you got to see it, Ed. Like, it's, it's great. Like, I, I was, I got to rewatch it because I was really tired when I was watching it and I miss some stuff because mm-hmm. it's a really dense movie, you know, just with everything that's going on when they're jumping like around. But it's just so hilarious. Like, I mean, they're fighting with, like, dildos. There's rocks with googly eyes. I mean, there's <laughs> just crazy stuff in the movie, but then it's also touching. Like, you know, it's just mother-daughter, like, touching stuff. It just has everything in the movie right. uh, that you want. So it's very dense, though. You just got to be ready to, like, just sit and pay attention. So I got to rewatch it. Uh, but that's my number three. Uh, and then my number two has to be the Batman. I mean, as I've said on this show and on the main feed, well, of course, Batman is uh, my favorite superhero, my favorite, one of my favorite fictional characters. Love what Matt Reeves did. Love what uh, Robert Pattinson did in the role. Just love the movie. Um, is it my favorite Batman movie? Still, I'm not sure. It's still tied, but uh, just great. I mean, I, I think if you want to watch Batman and Seven, you can't go wrong. Um, and then my top movie by far um, is Cyrano. I just love Cyrano. <laughs> Fuck Cyrano. I, I just had to uh, mention it just as a joke. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Peter Dinklage, Cyrano. No, I haven't seen it uh, ever since I saw the commercials for it. Uh, you know, I'll never watch that movie again or never ever fucking watch that movie. But uh, my number one is Northman. I mean, it has to be like that movie. I thought you were serious about Cyrano. <laughs> I thought he was for a split second too. For like two seconds, I thought he was. I was like, this motherfucker. I, I yeah, the the advertised sucked me in. Peter Dinklage won me over. Love Cyrano. <laughs> now, um, the Northman. What uh, Eggers does in that uh, directing that movie? He's like on a different level, man. Like he he's a director. I'll watch. Whatever he puts out. I don't care what time period. I don't care what it's about. Just, like, the accuracy and detail that goes into his movies is just insane. Just how beautiful it looked. I mean, like, literally the ending inside a volcano. Like, how do you beat that? Uh, Skarsgård's best role uh, by far. Like, my favorite performance from him. Uh, William Dafoe was, like, born to be in that movie. Like, I loved just his short role in the beginning. Uh, you know, right. I, every part about that movie, the, you know, I didn't the gesture or whatever. Yeah, like the fool or whatever you want to say. The fool, yeah. Like he, I don't know, just that whole movie. Like I thought I was gonna like it, but I didn't realize I was gonna just like love that. I watched it like three times already. 
Um, mm-hmm. I just can't get enough of that film. It's just a visual and storytelling treat. Like, very simple plot, but like I said, complex characters, uh, complex uh, sets, uh, just great storytelling, visually just dazzling. I mean, just beautiful to look at. I mean, yeah, it's a simple plot, but just everything else is just on a different level. So, yeah, Northman, my favorite. Yeah, it's a very simple plot. It's, 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 um, I mean, it's pretty much established within the first five to ten minutes of the movie. It's that quickly and that easy. And if you've seen one, you've seen them all. But when you expect it to go one way, it goes another. And that's what I liked a lot, a lot about the film was it, it was kind of unpredictable in that sense. Like, I didn't know it was going to do the things that it did. I knew it was going to be different. I knew it was going to be a Robert Eggers film, but I didn't expect the turns that he took. And, you know, like you just mentioned, um, you know, the, the the finale taking place inside of a fucking volcano and to add that they're fucking buck ass naked. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that for a grand finale to this like spectacle. But that's what I was given, and it was just epic on every level. And, oh yeah, by far it's my favorite film of the year as well, as well as Crimes of the Future. I mean, I wish I could talk about that film, that film more with you guys, but no one else has seen it, unfortunately. <laughs> I know that real, Don't worry, though. Real quick. For those of you who have my Voodoo login, I plan on buying it this weekend. It's on sale. Oh. Well, it's not on sale, but it's available to buy. Cool. Yeah, real quick, uh, just some of my anticipated... Crimes of the Future is one. Um, the new Verhoeven movie, uh, is it called like Ben Benedetta? I oh, Benedetta, watch. yeah. I've heard good things about Justin that. Justin saw that. Oh, you yeah, did? I saw it at the end of last year. Just, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch, I want to watch that. Um, Black Phone, uh, you know, I've heard good things about. I'm excited about uh, seeing that at some point. Really good things about that movie. Yeah, nope. Uh you know, like we said before, that looks good. Halloween ends, oh. I'm excited for, just to see how everything caps it off. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, there's other movies. Clerks? Like Clerks, well, Clerks 3, yeah. And Don't Worry Darling, I'm excited about, too. Uh, you know, I, I, I dug the trailer. I like uh, Olivia, what Olivia Wilde's bringing to the table so far in the director's chair. So yeah, I'm excited about all those. There's not as many movies as I thought there was going to be like in the second half of the year. I think we mentioned this. It's not a ton. I'm excited about the second half of the year. Well, really. here's, the th- here's the thing. Um, a lot of the movies we don't really know about because a lot of the, the films that come out like November, December are like Oscar bait films as we consider it. And you don't really start hearing about them movies until like August, September when TIFF rolls out. And that's always uh, like mid-September-ish. And it's around that festival when we start hearing about these movies that start rolling out in the coming months. So keep keep that in mind, too. There's still probably, you know, a handful of films that are coming out that we don't even know about qu- quite yet. No, I know. I know. But that's, yeah, that pretty much is it for me for this year so far. Right on. Um, who wants to go next between the last three of you? I mean, I'll go more or less because I've only seen. I was gonna say I'm about to assign it, Andrew. Go on. <laughs> All right, my favorite movie of the year is The Batman. I, uh-huh. I I fuck I love The Batman, man. That I will also say that I haven't seen many films this year, the but The Batman man. just. I realized midway through <laughs> saying that I was hoping nobody called me out on it, but here we are. Um, <laughs> I, I just really like The Batman. I, I love Matt Reeves. I love what he did with the Planet of the Apes reboot. I, I really love what he did with this. Um, 
I'm obviously like Corey said to emulate that. I'm a huge Batman fan. He's probably my favorite favorite fictional character. I love the just everything about Gotham, Arkham Asylum, all that. And I kind of got a little bit of each in this film. And it was a hell of a long film, but everything happened so quickly that it it just flies by you in an instant. So I'm definitely excited for the sequel, which is, you know, pretty much non-negotiable at this point. All right, Jocelyn. All right, so let me get my list. Sorry. No problem. So my top five, and I basically did these in orders and the ones that I enjoyed watching the most. Uh, Number five is going to be Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, which I just watched oh, okay. you should, last okay, week. Seen it too. Yeah. Well, I talked about it last yeah. week because right. I know we were supposed to do Best of 22 last week and I was like, I better watch this movie because I know it's going to be on here. Yeah, like I said. Uh, I did put Rescue Rangers on there because I just, nice. I enjoyed it. I watched it, the show as a kid and I it was, like I said, a lot of nostalgia that came up with it and everything. Did you used to love the um, uh, ice cream bars, the Chippendale ice cream bars? I remember eating those yes. all the time. I don't remember were them. Tight. Were they like in the ice cream trucks or were they like grocery yes. stores? Yeah, yeah, they were like, you know, the Mickey ice Mouse one where it's like the shape of They Mickey got tranced over by the Like the nose or, or like gumballs or something. Gumball nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gumball nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember those. Um... Number three is the Northman. I like that one. Um, I know y'all might hate me for this, but Anya Taylor Joy and Willem Dafoe are like my two least actors in Hollywood. I don't know why. How? I, Whoa! Oh. <laughs> Whoa! Pump the brakes. How? I don't. I'm not saying that they're not good at what they do, but I just I don't know. Well, that's, a, just, that's that's assuring. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about them too that I just I don't. I don't know. I don't like Willem Dafoe. I've never hmm. liked when he got his ass beat in Spider-Man. I was like, yeah, fucking punch <laughs> him in the face. You know? <laughs> anyway, so Northman, I f- good movie. I, I, awesome. I find that fascinating. Uh, we actually bought the Northman because we knew we were going to like it. We didn't rent it. So we have that to watch oh, yeah. whenever we want. It was, it was just damn good. Um, oh, yeah. I had to add turning red in there. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I know it's a kid's picture. Oh, I actually, movie. I, I actually, it's the first Pixar film I've bought in years. I, I bought it on 4k back when it first came out. Yeah. It it's it's good though. Yeah. It's good. Like yeah. me and my daughter watched it together. It was a really good, like coming of age movie. And you know, yeah. it's got that whole mother daughter kind of thing. It kind of like everything everywhere all at once kind of reminded me of like a rated R version of turning red. So I don't know. It cool. just, it was good. And then my number one is, is the Batman. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> I loved it. I loved everything about that. It was the closest to the comics. I feel like they've done actually having him be like an actual detective, I think was really awesome that they had that aspect in there and everything. Um, and then fantastic beasts. The Secrets of Dumbledore. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I don't know where you guys stand on that, but I haven't watched it yet, but I feel like it would probably be in my top five, but that's the one movie I didn't get a chance to actually watch this it's, year. Uh, it's better yeah. than the last one, but that's not saying much because I hated the one before that. I, I don't remember what I'm it's just... called, but I, I hated the one before. Yeah. I, I just... haven't gotten around to the Fantastic Beast films yet. I mean, I just watched Harry Potter for the first time two years ago. so They're good. I mean, I'm I, mad that like, Johnny Depp's not in the new one, but I mean, what can you do? 
So. Hey, real quick, before, uh, I don't want to forget this because it just popped up in my mind. I totally fucking dropped the ball and forgot to mention this back when it was my turn. But, dude, shout out Flux Gourmet. I'm sure Justin's going to talk about it when it's his turn coming up. But, you know, Peter Strickland, my first introduction to his. And, uh, wow, what a fucking film. But uh, sorry about that if I cut you off. No, you're uh, fine. Jocelyn. I was just going to say the movies I was looking forward to. Um, Go on. Nope is obviously. Nope and Clerks 3 are like number one that I'm looking forward to. Uh, Amsterdam, which I didn't even know about until we talked about it, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. It looks like yeah, a really looks, good movie. Looks, Got yeah, that Anya Taylor Joy in there again. <laughs> I can't get away from her. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then my kids are really excited about DC League of Superhero Pets, which I think kind of looks cute. And there's some big actors in there. <laughs> Be honest. And you're then, excited, too. You I am a little excited. There's a part of that shit, that is. I'm not a big DC fan, though. I'm sure, like, I'm sure Ed knows this. I'm like, my heart is oh, yeah. with Marvel. Batman, best film of the year. Uh, but it, okay, but it was good. That's, like, Greg's, like, favorite superhero, like, ever. So, I... Yeah, that's Greg's, I not yours. That. Greg's. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a... I'm just kidding. I'm, a I'm just kidding. When it comes to DC, so... Um, anyway, I and keyed. then... <laughs> and then uh the live action pinocchio i don't like i'm in i'm interested and i'm intrigued by what the it fuck is it with you guys this is pinocchio it ain't got shit on Bali shore it, no it's not the what same the one fuck? this one's got tom hanks and I'm, i don't oh, know that's right yeah that's right i forgot about not that one the coming same out one. yeah so i'm like is that I'm coming out this year i think it is is that it's, it's tom, tom hanks okay. pinocchio 22 film no it's geppetto geppetto yeah oh dress <laughs> I was hoping that Paula Shore and Tom Hanks were portrayed the same motherfucker this year. Oh God, no! <laughs> so yeah, that's no, that's I, I my list of uh, things that I've enjoyed and things I'm looking forward to. Yeah, comes out in September, actually. Shit. Yep. Oh, it's a Disney Plus film. That's why. Oh, okay. It's, it's that's why. Okay, I, I didn't it know that. On Disney Plus, yeah. I don't know. The trailer's kind of yeah, like. Eh. It's, um, I'm sure my kids are gonna want to watch it though. So. Tom Tom Hanks is Geppetto. Um, uh, Cynthia Arrivo is the uh, the Blue Fairy. Luke Evans is the Coachman. Um, who's Pinocchio? Who's the voice of Pinocchio? Benjamin Evan Ainsworth. Who the hell but are Ed, you? Is it gonna be the true story of Pinocchio? I don't think it's got <laughs> shit on my movie. <laughs> No, it's not, it doesn't. But does your film have uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jiminy Cricket? No. no anyway, that's what's... Just, uh, his film is based on a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin, oh, the, kid, uh, the, kid that, the kid that does his voice. I don't know if you guys have seen The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nope. Yeah, it's the kid from that movie, that show. He did a good job in that mm. show, so... All right. Justin, you're up. Chipping down well, yours, Justin. Leaving the best for last. Yeah, chip, chip, yeah, save it. Um, <laughs> I've only seen five movies this year, so even if I hated all five of these movies, How they fitting. would be my top five movies of the year just by default. Did you um, hate one of them, at least? There, there's one that I don't like. So, yeah, one that normally would not make the list is on the list, and that's Thor, which we've already talked about. I, bet you, I was going to say, I bet you know what it is. Yeah, we've already talked about that. Uh, so, number four would be Michael Bay's Ambulance. Um, 
Oh, that's right. That yeah. was a movie I'm I saw. Somebody mentioned that. Yeah, that, it's kind of that kind of movie. Like you, you, you see. I'm it. surprised Corey didn't mention that. Like how you were raving. You was the one raving about it after it first. I liked first it, saw it, but it didn't quite make my list. But it was good. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I told you guys we didn't have to do a list. You guys were all like, I haven't yeah, even seen five movies. And lo and behold, y'all are like, oh, I got the top five. And I'm like, what the fuck? I told you. Okay, I tried to help you guys out. We're listening it up. <laughs> Thank We're you, Andrew. Dynamite drop in. Andrew just <laughs> wrote like on a sheet, real big Batman. You want me to recommend a film that I haven't he seen? He just this wrote year? a fucking here's <laughs> through a bad here, signal. Here we go. I'm gonna recommend a film that I haven't seen this year. It's The Northman. And that's only because I like to see a dude beat on another dude with his bare fists. And I'm sure that happens in it. Oh, it's yeah. a lot of things it happen does, like yeah. that. Good. There we go. So go see Watch it. it. You'll like it. <laughs> yeah, check it go out. Love it. Voodoo. Well, speaking of, All right. uh, no, that's not my number three. My number three is the Batman. Um, like, ah, it, yes. did, didn't love it as much as some of you guys did, but I thought it was very well made. Liked it a lot. Um, so that means my number two is the Northman. Um, yeah, I mean, Agers is just, he, he's just batshit with what he's doing at this point. Unlike anything else. He's um, fucking dropping bombs, man. Yeah, yeah, he's just hitting dingers. And and speaking of hitting That's dingers, right. number one oh, yeah. is, Bring is it. Flux, Flux Gourmet. Yeah, yes. Strickland is five for five at this point. The guy has not made a bad fucking movie. Now, I know most people haven't heard of Peter Strickland. I just, all More I can say. Have they is, heard about this film? Yeah, just seek them out is all I can say. I'll um, have to check the, it out. Yeah, the one that most people might have heard of is called Barbarian Sound Studio. And it's sort of made like a Jalo movie. And it's about a guy who's doing the sound on a Jalo movie. And he's just kind of slowly unraveling. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the first one I watched. And I didn't love it the first time I watched. All of Strickland's movies are very weird. Sometimes from the jump and sometimes like two quarters, you know, three quarters of the way through. It just gets very weird all of a sudden. So, um it reminds me a little bit of David Lynch, um, but I think he's yeah. funnier than Lynch. And I think Lynch is very funny, but I think Strickland's even funnier than Lynch. But he's got—he's also—he's even quirkier too. Yeah, he's quirkier. I've gathered that from this movie, and I think he's got even a. And Lynch's movies usually look very good. I think Strickland's movies are fucking gorgeous. Like they all just look amazing. They sound yeah. amazing. The guy's just a craftsman. So. um yeah, Flux Gourmet, not my favorite of his movies, but I, I loved it and um, can't wait to watch it together. Really? Yeah, can't wait to see I, it. I, I loved this movie. Um, I had a great time. Uh, for those listening, uh, we went and saw it up in Philly. What was it, two weeks ago? Three weeks yeah, ago? Three weeks ago, at this, three, four weeks ago at this point. Right, right around the corner from the Liberty Bell. Got pictures of that. That was cool. But uh, yeah. Um, we're 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 in Baltimore, so for you know a, a reference, we were like an hour and a half just to see this movie. That lo and behold, I could have rented on Vudu for three bucks. <laughs> what, <laughs> what movie did you go see it at in Philly? The the Ritz. Oh, okay. The, yeah, it's like we've been there before. We went and saw many moons ago. We went to a, a advanced screening of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's Inherent Vice at this same theater. Um, 
We've talked about that experience too back during that episode. Previous episode. Check it out. A lot of people have apparently. So it's one of our most popular episodes, actually. Oh wow, I didn't think that figured that great. So everybody gets oh, yeah. to get my worst. Awesome. <laughs> I kind of took solace in the fact that nobody cared about hair and vice and nah. maybe nobody listened. Ah, uh, that's a good body. episode. That was a yeah, decent that's episode. episode. Suspiria yeah, was your was a good episode. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah, Suspiria, I'm motherfucker. That nobody listened to that one. Yeah, please, uh, please. After you're done listening to this, uh, refer to our Suspiria episode from last October during the Halloween Horathon. Uh, all right. Anything you're anticipating that's coming up, Justin, before we wrap um, this up and move on? I mean, mostly stuff that's already been released and I just haven't caught yet. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Top Gun, Jackass 4, Crimes of the Future. Um, I do want to see Nope. And I'm sold. I want to see Pinocchio, but the one that Corey's talking about. Justin appreciates a good train wreck. Yeah, I, I really am. Two that to might one. Be I'm mutual on this. I mean, you you got me wanting to see that now, so I might have to watch that this weekend. <laughs> Damn, that she's sounds good. Switching sides. <laughs> Just let your kids watch it; they will not have any clue what the hell is going on. I saw it was P- PG, so I was like, okay, this is something I guess I can watch with my kids. So, so there's why right, then I I want to recommend one film for this year. It's Clerks Three. What's that? Honestly, like I'm so I'm I'm excited to see Clerks Three. Don't you get me wrong. You want to recommend a movie you haven't even seen yet? That nobody's seen. No, no, I'm just saying. Like I. <laughs> or I that's the movie like you're a, looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's what, that's what I meant to say. Like looking forward to, but I can't wait for the memory of Clerks Three that will probably live on like forever because there's so many of my friends, so many of my uh, close people that just want to go see it. And I'm sure we're all going to go see it at the same time. So. Much like I know I explained it in a few episodes ago on Furecast that like Clerks 2 was like one of my favorite memories going and seeing that in the theaters with everybody. So I'm just I'm excited to have that play out again. So hopefully it doesn't suck. I'm sure it won't. uh, Hopefully you're able to check out one of the two screenings that they're having for it because otherwise you're going to be seeing that shit at home. Anyway, oh, it's not coming out to theaters? No, it's only it's going to be a Fathom Events event. It's like on a Tuesday and a Thursday for at like 7 p.m. Cut everything I just Towson, said out. right? <laughs> Tal- yeah, Towson. Towson. So, anyway, let's uh, move on to coming attractions. Coming soon to theaters. And speaking of movies coming out anticipated films Halloween ends Let's go. 
Motherfucker. It's finally happening. I feel like, God, it's been four years since 2018, and then it felt like forever between that and kills because of COVID, obviously. But uh, here we are, the end of the trilogy, the finally, the finally, the final <laughs> film of the Laurie Strode saga. And uh, I like this. I like the way that this, uh, this, this is how you handle a fucking teaser trailer. Not like... When Halloween Kills a year ago, when that trailer dropped, they just fucking blew the load and showed like half the movie, all the cool shit. They just fucking went and showed that for us. This, nah, they only gave us like a minute, minute and ten seconds, nothing major. And uh, it gave us just enough, uh, just enough to wet the beak. And yeah, I was happy with this. It would, it would, I'm, I'm curious to hear what everybody else thought. I it haven't was, talked to anybody about this this yeah, trailer yet. It was pretty much what I expected. I mean, you know, we're all waiting for it. Laurie versus Michael. I mean, obviously, last uh, movie, I think, was disappointing because you didn't get anything. You know, like just, uh, you know. Was, but that was expected. You knew it was going to be a middle film. You eh, know, what more? I was hoping they had what, a little what did you more. expect? I was hoping a little more. I think it was a little stretched out. I think they honestly could have just made two movies. But, um, you know, this one, yeah, like obviously you're expecting Lori versus Michael. You get a little glimpse of it here with the garbage disposal. So, yeah, I'm excited. I, 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 Which I... I was just going to say, I think this is going to be a lot better than Kills. I'm not a big fan of Kills. There's a couple things I like in it. But overall, I think it's pretty forgettable and one I won't really watch. I like 2018, but kills, that. So I'm excited about this one. Hmm. Interesting. Andrew, what were you going to say? I was going to say one of my favorite parts of the trailer and something that's always going to stick out with me until I see the film is like that fucking garbage disposal scene where he's trying to shove her hand down it. Like, that's so fucking gnarly, man. I mean, you might as well go next. I mean, what do you think of the trailer? I mean, I really liked it. I'm a big fan of this franchise. I was a huge fan of Halloween and Halloween Kills. Even though Halloween Kills yeah. was a far stretch from Halloween itself, like the remake, I, I not the remake, but the reboot. But at, at the same time, I still really enjoyed it. I feel like the Dude, child I, actors I, I, in Halloween 2018 is what really carried it. They didn't really bring that same fire in Halloween Kills, but I still really enjoyed it. Like, I'm still here for the ride. But there's no need for kill for kills. There's no need for children actors and kills because you know, for one, that film took place in like the middle of the night. But I don't know. I like the kid actor in the in the in 2018. I thought in moments he was a little bit over the top, but he was still funny. And Julian, that was his name. I liked it, you know. And kills, as far as that film goes, you know, I think that's a fucking fun, dumb slasher film. It's exactly, you know, what. I feel like um, David Gordon Green was just like, you know, we're going to treat this like a, you know, we knew, we all know going into this, even, you know, as the viewer and the filmmakers as well, that this is just a middle film. You got to get to, you know, the third film. So let's just have fun with this while we, we all know Laurie and Michael aren't going to die. So we might as well make the best of this. And that's what they did. It had its moments where, I think I got a little bit too over the top, but 
you know, it was, it was what it was. Um, but yeah, uh, Justin, I'm waiting for you to tear this thing a new one. Cause I'm sure <laughs> no, that's I'm not, what, you, what you're I'm about not, to do. I, I'm not. Uh, no. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm you not like, enthused to see it. I will see it at some point. I'm not excited to see right. it. Um, I liked okay. 2018 up until the point where the, doctor killed the cop and then the movie just completely fell apart for me i i i've yet to this day have i've yet to meet a single person who has liked that no everyone is like collectively universally just loathe that fucking twist as they call it and all that point i've I've already evaluated it all that fucking the only purpose that that shit served was to get michael to laurie at yeah, the end. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was such bad script writing that I like I said I they, just they, I, it's like they forgot like how do we get Michael there shit let's like, just turn the fucking doctor I like to imagine like all the writers are sitting there and they're like all right then Michael is at Lori's house and then somebody's just like well how do you get there and then the whole fucking room goes silent and all the writers are sitting someone there. drops a pen <laughs> and it's like shit they're like the doctor's evil now that's how he gets there yeah they'll buy oh. that. <laughs> they're yeah, like, God damn, pal. What do we do? If they put five uh, minutes of thought into it, they could have come up with a better way to get him to the house. It's just so bad. Oh, yeah. Michael gets and I just, I just thought that Halloween Kills was a bad movie from start to finish. I really didn't like much about that. Like some of the kills were like the scene of him coming out, which is the very beginning, if I remember correctly. Right. Him coming out of the house and killing all the firefighters. Yeah, that was a good scene. First time. It's it's not the very first scene, but it's how the film essentially opens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like near the because it opens with uh, Dylan finding the body, uh, finding the sheriff who's still alive, even though his head gets ran over at the end of uh, 2018. He's still laying there with a fucking slit throat or stabbed throat or something like that. Right. Yeah. Kind of like you know retcon that you know the second part. Because people who watch that movie really remember that he gets stabbed and shit. But then when Sartain drives off to get Michael to Laurie, he like runs his head over. Could you even hear a squish? I've went back and rewatched the film since. So anyway, it, that never happened after you watched Kills because he's just laying there with the neck wound and he lie. I mean, he lives. He lives. So. Anyway, um, and I just thought it was a bad move to confine Jamie Lee Curtis to a hospital bed. Like even in the original, and, ho- right? Even in Halloween two, she gets out of the fucking bed for like <laughs> the last third of the movie. Like she does nothing in this movie, and it's just like, what? What was the point of that? Like, did she throw her back out in real life, and they just filmed around it? Like, I just didn't. Uh, these movies are so badly written, in my opinion, that I can't get excited for what they have in store for this last one. Well, I mean, the real quick before Jocelyn goes, I just wanted to say, like, it, I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to defend that. You making Jason say. <laughs> Jocelyn, go on. Wrong friend. Uh, y'all are going to kill me, but I have not seen Halloween or Halloween Kills. So no, I have seen the. Have you seen I've any seen, of no, them? No, I have. have I have. You, you... I've seen the rest of them, but I feel like. Once Halloween came out in 2018, it was just kind of like, oh, Jesus Christ, another one? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And I just, I feel like, like, I I, I, I actually did enjoy this trailer because I'm thinking like, okay, this is, this is it. This is it. Like, we could finally see, like, put this series to rest kind of thing. Like, how many movies are we going to do? 
but like when they're like putting he's putting her hand down the garbage disposal like all i kept thinking was was like she's not gonna die nobody ever dies in these damn movies like well all I mean, those she doesn't actually I mean, do it she, she yeah, headbutts him be right a right really nice right. set piece for sure right but it didn't like i started to get anxiety and then i watched the trailer again well, and i was just like eh. i don't know i mean i enjoy out of like all of like the you know classic monster you know horror movies and stuff michael myers is like one of my favorites but i don't know i just i feel like it's just one of those series and that is just gone too far in my opinion i'll watch it oh but i'm not like i'm not like going to the movie theater dying to see it type thing Right. Um, so there's a few things that I noticed watching the trailer um, after I watched it a few times. Um, so number one, in the opening scene with Michael, the whole segment segment with him like going up the steps and finding Laurie in the room, pointing the gun at his head or whatever, when he turn, opens the door, when he pushes the door open, okay, he's using his left hand to push it. He has all of his fingers intact. He should only have three. So I believe, I'm led to believe that that's not Michael Myers. Now, I also noticed that Jamie Lee Curtis, or Laurie, rather, is wearing the same unit. She's wearing the same outfit that she wore at the end of the, the original film in 78. The uh, the blue collared shirt and the, the jeans. So that was cool. Um... And also, this, I don't know, I just, the whole thing throws me off with the hand thing. Um, I'm not, you know, and I've read a couple theories here and there. So, we did leave, they kind of like quietly left us with an official premise as well. If you look at the details on the the Halloween or Blumhouse um, YouTube page when they dropped the trailer last night. They actually left the synopsis. So, four years after the events of Halloween Kills, Lori is living with her granddaughter Allison after the death of her parents. Lori has decided to take all the fear and rage she has been holding on to for the last four decades and write a memoir, which is almost completed. Michael Myers has once again disappeared and hasn't been since since that night. This time, Laurie has decided to liberate her fear and rage and embrace life with open arms. All is quiet in Haddonfield, but when a young man, Corey Cunningham, is accused of killing a boy he was babysitting, it ignites a cascade of violence and terror that will force Laurie to finally confront the evil she couldn't control once and for all. Interesting premise, to be honest. This is definitely different. Um... I also that they didn't mention in this premise that I read uh, elsewhere is that this person who is apparently being accused of killing the boy he's babysitting is Corey Cunningham. He's the boyfriend of Allison. He's Allison's new boyfriend, and he's also he's he's in the trailer in one quick because there's a lot of quick cut uh, shots that are happening in the trailer, and one of them, um, if you guys remember, is someone in a sewer and Michael's hand kind of comes out and pulls his head in that's him so he that's the only shot of him in the trailer so I don't know this is kind of different 
I know Michael's in hiding. I, I like the mask. I mean, you know, of course, like, you know, Christopher you Nelson. Goddamn mask. Dude, that mask is fucking cool. So. Everything you just said makes me want to see it even less now. Like that, everything just sounded terrible. <laughs> I'm glad That's I'm not the only expecting. one. I felt like I was kind what? of like in my own corner there for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> It's interesting. So the actually, so now that you guys know what the actual premise is, you you're just turned away. You're just like, Ugh. well, for one thing, the the plot that you just described completely proves Corey's point that Halloween or Halloween Kills was completely unnecessary. There's nothing in that movie that advances the it story. It was a Segway than- film, guys. We oh, knew it all that's, along. That's no it true. served no purpose. Yeah, exactly. You can still make it good, everybody's like You could yeah. still think of creative it, you ways. Were enter- I was entertained. I'm sorry. I, I was entertained. I mean, I, I mean, felt I bad for the film Penguin enough guy. Times. Like, that's, a, that's the biggest takeaway I had. I felt bad for the insane asylum penguin man that got thrown off the roof that's the only thing i really cared about in the movie you guys are I really mean, making me want to see these movies now because i'm like who's penguin man and- <laughs> <laughs> penguin man okay so that scene was a little you know they can't all be winners and i love the part where everyone's like it's michael it's michael it's like dude, it looks nothing like michael myers like he's like half his fucking height and like twice his width that's not yeah. michael the so. idea of like the the town forming into like a, a bloodthirsty lynch Evil mob dies could have been tonight. i hated that i hated it that it's the first time i saw the, the movie thing. it is just handled so dumbly like it's just a dumb movie i, I the just, writing wasn't I the best no I still enjoyed the film. I had fun with it. I really did. It it did it served its purpose. Like I said, it was a segue movie. I wasn't expecting anything groundbreaking out of it. It was just an enjoyable slasher flick. From the you know, it, it was pretty much a. I enjoyed it. I I I looked at it as uh here we all survive collectively the pandemic so here's a stupid slasher film for you guys that you know that's how i saw it my stupid horror heart um but anyway this is halloween ends and and to be honest with you this is enough i don't need anything else i don't need to be seen i don't need to be shown anything else i'm good with this minute minute and 10 15 second trailer like don't even give me nothing else because the film comes out in a few months so yeah i mean i agree with that i do remember when this is the last film the other i I guess it was halloween kills came out the trailer being like showing so much stuff it showed like half the film right and i remember even telling telling my husband i was just like jesus like i feel like that's probably the whole movie right there Mm -hmm. so but i don't know i I mean it came yeah, out I mean, one night abruptly. I was, I got, I'm sorry, you go on, I'll let you finish. I apologize. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, you know, if you're really into something, obviously you're going to see it, no matter if you feel like you're, it's going to be good or not. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I feel right. for you wanting to, like, you know what I mean? Like, still see these movies and stuff. I get it. But, like, I mean, I'll probably, I'll, I'll see the last one just because it's, you know, it's, it's like a, classic horror story and everybody wants to see how it ends so i feel like this would probably do better than a lot of the other ones because everybody wants to see you know mm. the ending the, the, the grand the finale now let's emphasize that word ends because do i believe this is the final michael myers film 
Hell no. God no. In fact, we'll probably see a new one in the next four to five years. Do I believe this is the final Laurie Strode slash Jamie Lee Curtis film? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think she's... I, I, I know enough about Jamie Lee Curtis without knowing her personally to know this is it. Like she's, There's nothing that's going to bring her back. Like She did this film to say something. She said it between three over the course of three films. That's literally all she did the second film was say something. <laughs> so, um, the, yeah. And I, I'm curious as all hell to see what happens, you know. Um, the plot is whatever, but maybe 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 I'll be fooled. I, I I'm I'm not gonna judge something off of a minute and a half of 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 something. So, but yeah, that's Halloween ends. So moving on, Jeepers Creepers Reborn. You ever heard of the Creeper? The local legend, right? The Creeper comes back every twenty-three years. Then what? I let you drag me to this. This is the Coachella of cosplay. <laughs> it is time for our Creeper Draw! Our grand prize is an escape room for two. Creeper theme. Come on, you two. Are you sure this is where we're supposed to be? We'll be out there in no time. You guys weren't expecting this one, were you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> no. I'll be honest with you. I've I've known about this film, but I did. I wasn't expecting a trailer drop. Not to mention an announcement that it's coming out in September via Fathom Events, just like Clerks Three. It's funny because the last Jeepers Creepers film was a, was a Fathom Events event as well. So, uh, so here's what I do know about this movie. It has nothing to do with the other films. In fact, it's a whole new ball game. Um, uh, the whole Victor Salvia, because the whole look. I'm not going to sit here and talk about the the past director of the last two films and his heinous sex crimes from the '80s that has pretty much plagued his career. I'm not going to get into that. Google it. Google is your friend. If you know, you know. But um. This is a whole new leaf. Apparently, you know, new 
people, you know, bought the rights. In this case, I think uh, Screen Gems was the production company at the top of the preview. Um, and yeah, so what they're doing is they're pretty much, they whittled together a generic slasher film with the Creeper character, and they're slapping on the name Jeepers Creepers. That is what I got out of this. It looks like they've done away with the whole 28 Days plot, and they just said, the myth of the Creeper. And it just looks like something that, back in the day, you would see coming direct to DVD or direct to VHS or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Based off of a theatrical release. For, like, I look at this, and I, I'm like, it's like Pumpkinhead. The first film was theatrical, and the other ones were just, like, thrown the video and shit. In this case, Jeepers Creepers got two theatrical, well, three. I, I, keep, forgetting about, I keep forgetting about the third film existing. So, But he looks, he still looks like he has, like, the hat, the trench coat and everything like that, though, in the trailer. But he's in this, but his face is in the shadows. I, I don't, I haven't seen the final makeup. I'm not sure if this is even Jonathan Breck playing the character. I don't know enough about the film in that ascent. Like, I don't know, like, who has done... Because they kind of, like, filmed this, like, quietly, like, hush-hush. Like, I didn't know about the film until after they filmed it. I feel Um, like... So, the original one came... I know it's not straight, you know, connected, whatever. But I feel like the original one came out in 2001. Yes. Summer... It came out Labor Day weekend of 2001. Because I went and saw it with my buddy Venker. And I just feel like it's 2022. You couldn't just wait two more years and do it like the movie, like 23 years later. It's like, you know, freak kids out nowadays that are watching it and they're like, you know, getting freaked out and stuff and want to look it up and stuff like that. I I don't know. You know what I mean? And go back and watch the original. Mm -hmm. I just feel like that would have been a fun way to like reintroduce it. But um, if you want my opinion, I just, this trailer looks like trash. So Oh, absolutely! <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I am not in the spate in this. I am not buying my ticket to a Fathom event screening. I can wait till I can stream yeah. this motherfucker. I, I actually enjoy I'm the sorry. original one. I don't know where you guys stand on it. I, 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 I'm a big fan of the first. Yeah, film. it was good. It I was think, creepy, and Dustin Long was grown awesome. to kind of like appreciate the second one for being a dumb slasher film over the years. Yeah, I like the first two films. You got to respect Ray Wise in the second one. That's all I'm saying. That's all. I have. Exactly. I got like Corey just said. I got to respect Rewise, so that's why I love Part Two in this in a, in a in this aspect. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to believe that this started like Francis Ford Coppola. Not many people know this, but Francis Ford Coppola produced the first film. He's the like, the reason. He's the one who gave uh, Victor Salva, you know, the the money to produce the first film, and and he gave this franchise, you know, something. He let it. He allowed it to be greenlit, and it happened. So, there's your lesson that you learned today, guys. Francis Ford Coppola is responsible for these films. Anyway. Yeah. Anything else that we want to talk about with this nah. fucking movie before we move on? Looks like shit. Let's just move on. Nah. I mean, I'm sure I just Justin hope we cares, get some better trailers terrible. in the next week. That's all I'm saying. All right. Terrible. Well, shit. Let's let's move on to the physical media roundup.
Uh, this will be quick this week because there's not really that many announcements. I haven't picked up anything recently in the last couple weeks since the last time we talked about things. Um, Criterion announced their October slate yesterday. Um, so I'll announce, you know, the ones on that really, yeah. We'll start with the eh, and we'll go upward to the yeah. So Arsenic and Old Lace, Cure, La Llorona, uh, Eve's Bayou, which uh, is at um, Samuel Jackson, and help me out, Justin. Came out I know the movie. Samuel Jackson's the only name. Like Casey Lemons is the woman who directed it. I can't think of any of the yes. Movies. Yeah, same. Anyway, that the Criterion's putting that out. Um, they're putting out Night of the Living Dead in 4K, and they're putting out the Lost Highway. Uh, 4K and Blu-ray. It, it's a actually it's it's a, it's a first time because Keno Lorber had the rights to uh, Lost Highway, and now Criterion has it. So they're putting it out in October. Looking forward to that. I'm yeah, a I'm big Lost Highway that fan. That sounds good. Be picking that baby up in 4K. Um, and so uh, some other announcements. So talking about this goddamn monsters movie from Rob Zombie, and we've been talking about it since. You know, it was first announced, and I'm I'm sorry, even though Rob Zombie's coming out and saying otherwise. When I first read the press release for this movie, way back before he started shooting it, it was a peacock film. Give a fuck what anyone tells me differently. It was a peacock film, and now apparently it's going to Netflix, and the Blu-ray is coming out for it on September 27th. So, oh boy. not that it matters, but. Now, now instead of instead of streaming it on Peacock, you can now stream it on Netflix, or you'll eventually be able to stream it on Netflix it's, whenever the hell it comes out. It's still a movie, though, right? It's not like a series. Yeah, no, it's okay. a movie, not a series. And it's a obviously it's a prequel, hence you know no Eddie Monster. I haven't right because so. it shows them you know meeting and everything in the trailer. Yeah. I rewatched that yeah. trailer a couple times, and I'm just like. He had to have chose to make it look like this. I cannot understand why Rob Zombie yeah, made it look like, like he this. Was going for that type of I, style, I think. Or I think it yeah. was intentional. It has really to be. Do. His other movies look like we'll actual see. movies. Like, I look, we'll all sit around and watch it when it comes out next month or whenever the hell it comes out. September, that's right. Like, if and it just looked like it was made we'll with a normal there. movie camera, I probably wouldn't even think it looked that bad. But since it looks like it's shot right. on an early 2000s Sony fucking DV camera, <laughs> I just can't get over it. No, there's, it no, like there's that, no getting around the acting in this <laughs> at all. It's horrible. It looks like that Glenn Danzig movie, Veronica. Have you ever seen that or seen oh, that? Oh, God. Yeah, it's like the same. I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it's like it. It's like the same visual. Like, it, it's filmed in the same style. It's like, I, I don't know. It's just bizarre. I can't wrap my head around this thing. All right, let's move on. So Paramount is putting out a brand new Paranormal Activity collection. This time it's um, a box set with actual separate arrays for each film instead of being thrown together and one all the this bunch together and this will also includes the uh seventh the seventh film that came out last year on paramount and um a documentary that's like new and it's called the ultimate chills collection look i'm not the biggest paranormal activity fan in the world this collection looks cool it makes me wish i was a fan of these movies but i'm not unfortunately 
Um, so yeah, that comes out October 11th. Uh, Paramount presents their next film in their line on Blu-ray and 4K is the original H.G. Wells' World of Worlds from the 1950s coming out on September 27th. Uh, Lionsgate is, oh, I'm sorry, Paramount putting out Scream 2 in 4K October 4th. I'm looking forward to that. And go figure, last week I buy fucking Dress to Kill, the uh, Criterion Blu-ray, Keanu Lorber goes and says, hey, we're going to put that in 4K on October 25th. So, yeah, that's coming out in October. I'll Yay. take the criterion. <laughs> I'll probably end up giving it to you, Corey. Um, Universal is putting out Monty Python's The Meaning of Life, a.k.a. my favorite Monty Python film, in 4K September 27th. So I'm really looking forward to that. Everyone says, meaning of, everyone says I'm sorry, um... The Holy Grail. I love the Holy Grail myself. Don't get me wrong. But for me, the meaning of life is the funniest of the bunch. I think it's the smartest. It's the most... I I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about that movie. Uh, the, maybe it's the fact that it's like more mature than I remember Holy us Grail watching and shit. Yeah. I remember it's us funny as shit. I love... Yeah, I, I've seen it the most... So a lot of the, even though I haven't seen the film itself in like 10 years, a lot of the joke, I still quote it from time to time. <laughs> You were going to say something, Justin? I was just going to say, that that's a good movie, but I'm a Holy Grail guy myself. Yeah, I'm one of those. So it's okay. You, you're either a Holy Grail guy or you're a me and a life guy, and that seems to be me. And I seem to be alone on this island because no one else ever says they're a me and a life guy over a uh, Holy Grail. <laughs> but whatever. I'm over here saying, uh, fuck you. Um, I'm actually a Life of Brian fan. <laughs> you would be that <laughs> fucking guy. You would. You that would movie be. is so classic, man. Oh, shit. Anyway, Kino Lorber, speaking of them, they're also putting out, uh, I mentioned on this show several weeks back that they got a distribution deal through Paramount. And the next one that they've announced is Nobody's Fool on Blu-ray and 4K coming this fall. Look, of all the films from Paramount, the, the their library, I wasn't expecting them to get this forgotten Paul Newman film. But okay. That's coming out sometime this year. Um, and finally, the uh, I, I don't have a date because I haven't announced it formally yet, but Paramount for the 20th anniversary of Wayne's World, it's getting a 4K edition something, sometime this fall. Um, I'm hearing rumblings of either November 1st or 7th, so I'm sure once that's formally announced, I'll be talking about it on this uh, program. So... Big Wayne's World fan. I even like the second film, so I'm looking forward to these, or this at least, uh, announcement. So, and uh, real quick too, before we go to um, recommendations, this is just a rumor. This is Arrow-based, Arrow Video. Apparently when they announced their October slate um, in a couple weeks, they're... Rumored to be announcing the 13th Floor on 4K. Remember that movie, guys? 13th Floor? I vaguely remember that it. Is that John Cusack? Like Gre- no, it's no, got I'm uh, Gre- of Gretchen yeah, Mole. It's a sci-fi film from like 99 with Gretchen Mole and I think Craig Bierko's in that film as well. Anybody else remember that movie? I remember it, but I've never seen it. Uh, never heard of her. 
Gotcha. <laughs> well, they're putting it out in 4K apparently in October, as well as a Ghoulies box set, which got my Hell ears yeah. perked up. I'm like, wait a minute, Ghoulies? Ghoulies go to school, Fuck, baby. No wonder fucking Ghoulies 1 and 2, that, that Scream Factory double feature guy put out a print. So, uh... Now, it's either going to be the first two films or all four of them. That has not been established yet, only because of rights. Apparently, the third and fourth film have totally different rights on their own, and they're different from the first two. At least the Empire Pictures owns the first two films, or whatever they went on to be nowadays. They own the rights for the first two. That's why you always see the first two films bundled together. But as far as three and four, that'd be cool if they were able to get the rights together and do something special to do, you know, for the first time ever, all four Ghoulies films. Not that I'm a Ghoulies go to college fan, but, you know, (laughs) some people are. I am. So, again, take it with a grain of salt. It's just, um, that's what's been, I've been hearing in the rumor (laughs) mill. And, uh, let's move on. Oh, hold on. Before we move on, Yo. What happens when Ghoulies go to college? Like, what's the plot? They go to Apparently college. Apparently, it's got Matthew Lillard. I've never seen the film. Oh, I, Corey, have you seen it? You're talking yeah, like... Yeah, you I've seen it. Like, it's been a long time. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. I forgot why the fuck the Ghoulies were at school. I just remember it was like a cheap college movie. The Ghoulies start killing the college kids. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never see seen it. it. I'm, I'm sure it's on Tubi. Maybe you can make a double feature out of it with uh, Exorcist 2. No, I, Exorcist 2 I have. I don't have any problem accessing that one. I need to see Ghoulies go to college, though. I just said, it's probably on Tubi. Yeah, yeah. You've probably got a 75% chance of it being on there. So <laughs> now let's move on to Weekly Recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? Um, i go first. Fuck it, because... I sat, I rented, because I couldn't find it streamed anywhere the other night. So I rented Abel Ferrara's Body Snatchers from 93, because I was on a Body Snatchers kick. I've recently watched the 78 version. And of course, there's the one from 57 or 58 um, with um, Kevin Reynolds. Or, is that his name? No, 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 not Kevin Reynolds. Um, McDonald. McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Kevin Reynolds is a fucking, he directed Waterworld, which is coming up on the podcast it's funny enough Kevin McCarthy is the name I was thinking of but uh, look I might be also alone on this island here but I'm going to say this is the best Body Snatchers adaptation I'm sorry I'm not sorry I think this movie is fucking awesome and underrated as hell and gets way overlooked when it comes to these movies, everyone always cites the 78 one being the classic, the uh, end-all, be-all, body snatchers adaptation. I'm sorry, but this 93 fucking film, it holds its own. Fucking Gabriel Anwar, Billy Worth, who looks exactly like Dermot Mulroney in this fucking movie. Terry Kinney, or I'm sorry, Kinney. Uh, Meg Tilly. Uh, Christina Lee, Arlie Ermey, Forrest Whitaker. It's got a hell of a cast. Movie cites a lot. Like, I love... It's... I don't know if you guys have seen the film either ever or recently. Um, but it it, it, it emphasizes... It, it, there's a lot more detail on, like, the actual pods they use. The effects are fucking awesome. I forgot how goddamn graphic this movie is. It's fucking awesome. 
Uh, but yeah, and it's probably the only movie I've ever seen and will ever see featuring Arlie Ermey where he doesn't scream or yell. Like, he actually talks in, like, a normal, calm voice the entire film. I was like, damn, impressive. Didn't know he had it in him. But, for, yeah, for my money, 93's Body Snatchers, um, it's, yeah, check it out for starters. It was well up to three bucks I spent on uh, Voodoo the other night renting it. But, uh, yeah. It's it's the best of the bunch in my opinion. So yeah, I've never I don't know seen where it. You guys are in this argument. I've only seen the seventy-eight version, the seventy-eight, and then the shitty Naomi Watts one. I saw that one, uh, but yeah, Ooh. never the ninety-three. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm uh, trying to remember. Justin... I, I'm trying to remember if I saw it, and if I did, I saw it like when it first came out, and I haven't seen it since. So, and Lily Taylor's not gotcha. that. Am I confusing that with another movie? Nah, no Lily Taylor. I thought, I thought she was in a Body Snatchers movie. I, I, yeah, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. If, I don't but I was like early, late 80s, early 90s, I was into Abel Ferrara. So I, I was trying to see whatever he was putting out. But I, I don't know. I might have missed this. one. But I've always wanted to go mm-hmm. back and check it out. And honestly, I haven't watched the 78 version since I was probably a kid. So I'd like to go back and check it out. It's that on YouTube for free right now. Wink, wink. It comes on TV a lot. Like for some reason, I just am never in the mood to watch it. Although I do want to go back at some point and watch it. Right. Yeah, I I really really dug this film. So, um, of course, I recommend it to everyone else. Um, Like I said, you're you're gonna have to actually pay to watch it. But three bucks, two bucks, wherever, however much it is, it, it it's well worth it. You'll thank me later. Or you won't, but you will. Um, so yeah. I, I... Uh, 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 well, I was gonna say I'll go next, but I didn't know if you were done go. talking. But yeah, hence the silence. Uh, You're up, brother. All right. Uh, my my weekly recommend this week is actually Nightmare on Elm Street three, more or less because it's nice. my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street by far. Uh, and, and it's and it's it's such a magnificent horror film like it's it's so witty it's so chaotic and everything about it just it it just hits right so if you're in if you're in the horror and want to watch a horror film this week think about like minute Elm street three uh but if you're into a horror film and want to watch some shit that i've never seen and what i highly recommend is bloody pit of horror <laughs> It's a 1965 gothic horror film featuring a bunch of Italian people that I've never heard of in my life, and it has castles. A <laughs> bunch it. of Italian people. <laughs> so that's it. And castles. Get castles, Italian people, horror film. Go see it. It I'd made actually, 65 million euros. I'd actually see a movie if it was called like Castles with Italian People or something like that. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Well, this, is, this is actually called. Now let me try to get this. It's Boyoa. Scar Latao. Anyhow, next. I'll go. All right. <laughs> what the hell is that? Is that from the movie you're talking That's about? That's from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, baby. Dream Warriors. I'm not going to do it. Dream Warriors. <laughs> That's my docking impersonation. All right, go on, Joss. Anyway, 
Uh, so seeing Thor last <laughs> week got me in the uh, Taiko Watiti mood, and I ended up getting Jojo Rabbit on 4K, and that's my uh, my uh, media roundup for this week and my recommendation to go watch it. It's a great movie. Um, nobody wants to see Hitler in a good light because he was a horrible man, but Taika killed it playing Hitler. Jojo he made Rabbit it is so funny. good. Yeah, it's a it's a great story. It's a great story. Um, I know I use this term a lot, but it is like a coming of age story for this kid. Um, Scholar yes. Johansson was great in it. Uh, Thomason McKenzie was great in it. Yep. Um, I saw it. At the, that's the last film I saw it at the Charles uh, when that came out. Yes, um, it's it's just good ass movie. It's so good. I mean, you know, Jaws is like ultimate, like my yeah. favorite movie. But you know, between Shaun of the Dead and Jojo Rabbit, like those two, I had a really hard time deciding what my next favorite was. So you said you said Taika Waititi. I thought you were gonna suggest Eagle versus Shark. Oh no 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 no. I just, I don't know. I've watched Jojo Rabbit, like, I don't know. I've probably watched it like 10 times, and it's just good. Yes, and I wanted to see it in times. 4K, so. That's nice. That's one of those films that you either love it or you hate it. There's not a lot of people that I talk to that are like, it was okay. It's now, so. It's either they like, love it or they hate it. I mean, I it's. I uh, loved it. I adored it. Yeah, and I'm, and it, it, that's a good way to put it. You know, it's just one of those movies. That you, it's like one that you just keep coming back to, and it's like they have like these one-liners in there, and you just like crack up. They're just so funny. Like he's I guess, just a comical genius. I swear, he's I guess, just. Great. I guess it's all about your tolerance and like how much like, you can take. Like, yeah, I get that satire, and it's like making fun of, and like it's, right. it's telling a story. But when it comes to the dark stuff, it's trying to make... He's doing the best he can to make light of it. But I understand that there are people out there that, like, you know... Don't think it's funny. Yeah. Right. And I'm like... I understand that. And I know it's not for them, you know? And they should understand that, too. And and as far as the people that... If it's not for you, don't watch it. But... And if you're, like... And if you're, like... If you've watched the movie and, like, maybe you're unsure because maybe you're not comfortable saying you liked it. Right. Fucking just, just like it. You know, it's nothing, there's nothing wrong with liking the movie. Like yeah. I said, I adored it. And I mean, you know, it, I and just, like I said, it doesn't put Hitler in a, in a good light, but if you, no. if you watch the movie, you'll understand. Right. Exactly. Like, he does, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, I don't want to give anything he, away, but if you watch the no, movie, exactly. you get it. Yeah. But, I don't know. And I'm a, I, I, a lot of females don't really say that they're into like satire comedy. And that's definitely something that is amusing to me. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm mm-hmm. and stuff, but this movie, this movie is just good. It's good. He, he hits it out of the park with this movie, I feel like. So that's my recommendation. Taika Waititi. All right. Who's up? I guess me or Justin, but uh, I'll go. Uh, so I, I've been wanting to watch that unbearable weight of massive talent, the Nick Cage movie. Um, so in preparation, I was just kind of going back watching some, uh, my favorite Nick Cage films. And so I'm going to recommend Matchstick Men, uh, Ridley Scott's film. Uh, I think. Nice. I I like it. I think one of the most underrated, uh, Cage performances that people forget about, it's not full Cage, like Bad Lieutenant 
or Vampire's Kiss, but to me, it's up there with a memorable performance. Like, he's not super over the top, but, you know, he plays a con man that has OCD, uh, and I just... No one talks about this movie no. ever. I fucking love you for that, dude. I love this. It's good. It's a great movie. Keep going. Him and Sam Rockwell knock it out of the park. Allison Lohman, yes. um, as his fake daughter, she's great in the film. It's a Ridley Scott movie. Yeah, Ridley Scott. That's why I'm like surprised how underrated it is. I mean, I remember when it came out, yeah. I was working at the video store and just no one talked about it. And I'm like, I love this movie. Like, how come nobody's I was working at the Dundalk Blockbuster? Yeah, I was like, how come nobody cares about this movie? It's like, it's Ridley Scott. Like, it's a cool story. Nick Cage, like, you know, he has good lines in the movie. Like, he's really funny with, like, the different tics and the different uh, rituals he has with the OCD. Um, and it's interesting watching him and Loman work off each other. You know, it, it's really good. Really enjoyable mm-hmm. movie. Just, uh, if you like Nick Cage, definitely worth a watch. If you like a Conman type movie, it's worth a watch as well. It works on a couple different levels. Uh, and just underrated. A lot of people haven't heard about it. So it's a cool one to go back and, uh, check out Magic Men from, what is it? 2003. I think it came out. Something like that. Yeah. And co-written by Ted Griffin, who wrote, um, Ravenous. Remember Ravenous? <laughs> yeah, the cannibal movie. Yeah, I remember that. Hell yeah. So, all right. Yeah, uh, Justin, I want you once again. I've been meaning to go back and do like a run of Ridley Scott movies from around that time that I never got around to. Like, so Match Six Men, Match Six Men's one of them. Um, Kingdom of he- Heaven, the director's cut, I hear is really good. Um, fantastic yes yeah, the director's cut that. is worth it yeah the, the counselor which is supposed to be like it's so bad but it has a cult following some kind of <laughs> i it's like the council i always I have what the fuck yeah. that movie is i've seen it twice i still don't know but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's got some gnarly fucking death scenes that's for especially never mind i'm not gonna yeah it's, it's it's got some gnarly death scenes that's what it is nah 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 the movie's whatever but you know it's it's a fine film yeah, so I'm going to check those out. Um, but in another one that, Ed, you've been raving about for years, and I've heard a lot of people rave about, you actually did an episode about it. Um, and I just could never get interested. But I finally watched Chef, John uh, Favreau's Chef. Hell yeah. Uh, fucking loved it. Like, I, I'm mad yes! waiting so long. I was like, oh my Wasn't God. Wasn't that so good? Yeah, Didn't what it make good you movie. feel good after you watched it? Yeah, it is that kind of movie. And that's one of the things that actually turned me off. I'm like, I hate when people people describe like that just i don't know i don't like whenever somebody tells me feel good i get turned on i I like dark shit more or less i want to feel like shit afterwards yeah you know but um every once in a while i like a movie like that this was really good so i'm I'm glad dude that scene where they're all fucking singing sexual healing i fucking love (laughs) that movie so much and john leguizamo who i can often give or take was great in it like you know yes uh, I always forget what a talented guy Favreau is. And this was kind of like, I, I don't think I'm going to forget about that anymore after seeing this. Cause he does everything. Like he does this and then he does star Wars shit or iron man. You know what I mean? Like right, Mandalorian right, right. is good too. Yeah. He's re- he's a real talented guy, but um, my actual weekly recommend is a movie. Uh, I've had it on my DVR for a long time and kind of circled it and just was never in the mood. And then the lead actor just died recently. So I was like, all right, I got to finally fucking watch this movie now. And it's James Kahn in The Gambler from 1974. Nice. Have you ever seen this movie? 
I've never seen the original, unfortunately. I've seen the that Marky shitty remake in yeah, 2014. I watched, I, oddly enough, I watched that like two two months ago or something. I was like, God, was that's like, bad. Think, yeah, I was like, I think this is that movie. Like, uh, I think this is a remake of that James Caan movie, but I'm not sure because I've never seen either of them. And so anyway, so I kind of knew what the Khan movie was going to be as I was watching it. But everybody talks about Thief and rightly so. Thief is a great movie. This is the kind of this is the unsung James Khan movie that everybody needs to fucking go see immediately. It's got sort of similar vibes to Thief, but I, this just uh, it, I don't I don't I'm gonna do not do it justice, and I'm gonna sound like I'm shitting on Thief, so I'm gonna stop that comparison and just say James. Yeah, Khan, you bite your fucking tongue. Yeah, I, and I don't want to do that at all. So um, James Khan is like he's like a comes from a rich background and he's a professor in new york but he's just got this crazy like it's like uncut gems kind of gambling addiction like it's that that those two movies would make a good double feature um he's just yeah. incredibly self-destructive and i'm mad at myself for not watching it while he was still alive because he was very active on twitter and like if i'd watched this movie a month yes, or two ago was. like like i'd been planning on and i would have like gone on twitter and just been like Dude, thank you for giving one of the greatest fucking acting performances I've ever seen in my life. Like it's it's up there with like the the great performances of all time. And a lot of it's silent. Like he's just constantly in his own head. And that comes through. Like you don't feel like you're just watching a guy just standing there. You like you feel like he's saying shit because what he's doing just comes across so fucking loud and clear. It's just, it's beautiful, like 70s filmmaking. It's Paul Sorvino's in it. He's great. Mm -hmm. It's like a ton of like Burt Young has a scene, like Antonio Fargus has a scene. Um, Vic Tabak has a scene. Like all these guys from like 70s and 80s shit, like all have, and they all kill their scene that they're in. Um, so right. yeah, if you're a fan of Thief and that sort of era of filmmaking and, and James Conn, immediately seek this movie out it's that fucking good is it on streaming anywhere justin i was gonna ask i don't know it it, it was on like it was actually I, wouldn't, I keep thinking it was on turner classic movies but it was actually on flicks i don't know if any of you guys have that channel it just sort of randomly i have fires and it just sort of randomly appears in between like showtime and epics is like this one channel flicks and you know they're hit or miss but like they'll put something like this on just out of nowhere so I don't know if it's streaming. I actually bought a copy off of Amazon. It's not. I just looked. I just looked it up. It's not. Yeah, you I paid to rent. I loved it so much that I like the next day. It's three bucks. I bought a copy. Uh, bought a copy. So yeah, you know, it, it's two ninety nine. You can rent it for forty eight hours. It's worth it. I don't recommend paying for shit a lot of times. It's it's worth two ninety nine. Believe me, it's that good. That was one. It's interesting you're bringing it up because when we were about to do Thief, I was looking at his filmography, and that was when I was like, man, I gotta go back and watch that. that sounds like a good movie. It is. It's really mm. good. All right. Well, I'm afraid it's time to wrap up and bring this week's episode home. But before we say goodbye, I'd like to remind everyone that there's plenty of film effect content to check out if you want more. For starters, we've got a never-running archive of back episodes that date back to episode one when it was just a little old me hosting this show. So it does. Next end, week we got, yeah, check out our previous episode on Dread from last week, one for Corey. And then one for me, the social network is coming up, but actually we had an episode planned for 
is it uh once upon a time in hollywood that we are not going to be doing coming up so just we got a lot coming up guys in the meantime, follow us along on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the stuff that I mentioned at the top of the episode. Um, if you missed the panels at the top of the show, links are in the episode notes. And don't forget to help us out by expanding and leaving a quick rating review on Apple, Spotify, directly on the website. Uh, next month, we'll be releasing our first commentary track instead of the first watch loan that I've been talking about. It, it if, if, if it goes well, then we'll start doing the watch alongs. But for now... We're going to start small and just do the whole commentary idea and see how that goes. Uh, Patreon returns in September. Originally announced to be returning this month, but shit happens and ideas keep popping up in my head. But September, 100%. Just in time for Halloween. Speaking of Halloween, don't forget that the Halloween Hearthon 2, Dead by Pod, is coming in October. And yeah, whew, everyone, that's it. Do we have any last words before we sign off? Yeah, I just want to say, if anybody hasn't already, go back and check out that Dread episode. I listened to that Friday. That was a lot of fun. You guys did a good job on that one. I right, appreciate you. that. Yep. Cool. All right, well, until next time, that's the news, and I'm out of here. Be back Tuesday for Social Network. Take care now. Bye-bye. See ya. Have a good week, everybody. Bye, Nero. See you guys. I'm going to bed. It's over. Go home. Go.